What a twist. All right, everybody, welcome. It's uh, another episode of the Silver Emotion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm Steven. And uh, yeah, here we are. <laughs> That's the podcast, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little mini episode. Yeah, uh, well, today we're talking about... Um, a movie that needs no introduction. <laughs> the 1968 uh, film directed by George A. Romero, uh, Night of the Living Dead. This is, uh, this is a big one. It is a big one. It's a big one. My, uh, I'm apprehensive. You're apprehensive. About how this is going to go. <laughs> but I guess we, we'll plow forward. Yep. And uh, find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, this is a big movie. This is, uh, actually, I mean, it's a little movie. It's a very low-budget, sort of right. independent movie, but uh, big ripples that are still right, right. coursing through uh, our pop culture. Yeah, I did read the little uh, insert uh, essay thing. Oh, okay. I, I have not read it. That. It just kind of discussed uh, the historical situation going on, kind of it coming out uh, right around the time of a lot of assassinations and like riots and racial yeah. tension in America. Yeah, Martin Luther King was uh, killed the same year, earlier in the year. Yeah, and then it was like JFK was right around that time. Too. Yeah, yeah, Robert and, Kennedy. I guess there was a lot of uh, stuff going on between cops and and uh, black communities in Detroit and stuff like that was just yeah. mentioned. Like there was just it, it went down this whole litany of strange things that were just violent things that were happening in America at the time. And it was a it was a violent time. <laughs> Vietnam was going on at the same right, time. Right, and Vietnam was uh, going on and and as much it also mentioned that as much as this was 1968 it was not really seen by too many people in that year it was in later re theatrical re-releases yeah and the next year and the year following that it just like that it built up yeah its reputation and so and and every year there was more crazy shit happening and yeah um, yeah because all those all those years were very all, all those Vietnam years are yeah. So it kind of crazy. became a cultural reflection in a way of uh, the chaos around. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's I. It's uh, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I get I get I get jumbled up. And I don't know what what I'm trying to say, but uh, it's a very like it's such a it's such an important movie for for many different levels um, yeah yeah i mean i i kind of going into it kind of knowing like oh this is where the zombie apocalypse genre kind of starts and yeah this is the the 
the debut of the the modern zombie, the not not voodoo zombie. Right. This is uh, the flesh eating zombie. This is their their debut and film. So, and going into it, it's like, oh, I know this is some huge genre defining thing, but it, it hadn't realized just how much it culturally it perhaps not intentionally, but it yeah. tied into so much of what was going on. It did, and like some of that supposedly some of that was um just kind of the way it happened it wasn't anything right uh direct like it wasn't a specific commentary as much as it just right like the 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 casting of uh Dwayne Jones in the main the lead role um the role was ri- written for a white guy and mm-hmm. when George Romero was just seeing people, he was just like, well, this guy is clearly the best. So, <laughs> so why not? Yeah. Why would he's going to be my star? You know, he didn't give a shit. And, uh, and I guess, um, Dwayne Jones, like helps to create that character as seen in the movie. It's not really right. written. Wasn't really originally written quite like that he was more of a redneck guy or whatever you mm-hmm. know and so um Dwayne Jones kind of brought a lot of himself to the role and um George Romero made a point of like not not rewriting the movie to acknowledge that he's black mm. just kind of like you know just there he is treating him like a, a human just another right person right. that know? did kind of strike me though is that being a 68 film you'd think like oh that would be a pretty big fucking deal back then it's it's a pretty big deal to have yeah to have a lead um and to have a lead played by a black male in a all-white cast that's not you know like he's not right. in any way like like he, sort of uh, typical. I don't know how to describe it, but he's just uh, he's just a regular person. He's a normal guy. He's right, right. You know, there's nothing. He's not an other. He's he's just himself. Right. I kept expecting the film it's in some way to acknowledge the racial right <laughs> identity, and it just it never does. It's just he's just there. He's the main character. And he's yeah. Not, like I. Like, not even, I wouldn't expect it to be, like, direct, like, somebody specifically talking about it, but, you know, just something in the film to yeah, identify it or react to it in a way, and it, it just never does. It doesn't, and I think that's a part of why it's so cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I could see, like, if it was written to be that way, you could see the, the main conflict that he has with... Uh, I forget the fucking guy's name, but the guy that's in the fucking cellar right, <laughs> that the, comes the up. The father or whatever, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the... Like that main conflict, they could have easily made that play off of race mm-hmm. in the, at the writing level, but they just totally didn't. And so yeah. I feel like it would be a lot more... So it's the all of the racial tension is what you yourself bring to it when you watch it and... Yeah, in a way that makes it even more powerful because you know that it's only your perceptions applying to it. And yeah, can in a way make it even more introspective to yourself. Of yeah, of realizing that well, 
the only reason I'm thinking about this is because I'm thinking about it, not because the film brought it to my attention. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the film is very much almost not, it's not like a documentary, but there's a lot of documentary style aspects that are in this movie that sort of, you know, are a little bit detached from that sort of element. Right, right. Like, they're not. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe, but uh, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> and the only other thing I can think of to parallel to that would be uh, Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Yeah, which was originally written for a man, and then just they said, "Fuck it, she's we'll put her in the role," and it wasn't like intended to be. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they didn't like intend to go into it and be like, "Oh, we're gonna make a." strong female lead or something they just wrote it as if it were a generic male lead and she wound up with the part and oh that's cool i didn't know that. <laughs> just oh there you go that's uh, it's kind of a uh, little commentary on it that being written for a man is like is one of the reasons why it's considered to be one of the better written female roles <laughs> is that it's just not like nobody tried to make it feminine and right and in the same way you could say that nobody tried to make uh a black guy for this movie so right. it's just a guy and, yeah he's just a dude that happens to be black right and uh and also the the other sort of main character is barbara and she and like so to have a movie led by a black dude and a woman in 68 right. is right. kind of a big deal and then um like there's a lot of stuff with 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 Dwayne Jones. What's I forget what his fucking name is in the movie. Does it say what it is? I don't want to say Dwayne Jones every fucking time. <laughs> Doesn't say. Oh fuck. Well anyway, he's um like there's shit where where he like is hitting the white woman oh, and yeah. and stuff like that 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 is like like it's whatever. Who gives a shit? But like at that time, right? That's just, that was like <laughs> you know relatively hardcore. So, right, like you just didn't see stuff like that. Um, not that I was alive, but <laughs> I just know that that's you know it's it was very rare to have a black character treated just like a normal person. Right. So <clears throat> it was uh, kind of a big deal, and that's. You would never have seen that in like a major American studio movie, right? Because it would have been workshopped out. It would have been like totally, mm -hmm. you know, like all the edges dulled off, <laughs> right? Instead, it's just really natural and yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, fucking independent, low budget filmmaking mm -hmm. at, at its yeah. finest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, the finest aspects of that, right? Right. Um, because you don't get, yeah, you you get uh, people w with their vision and sort of doing their thing that, without any sort of control. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that when when they were looking for uh, distributors for this movie, they uh, they could have gotten George Romero could have gotten deals with bigger studios if they changed the ending, but he mm. was just like, I'm not fucking changing the ending. Fuck you. <laughs> like I'll <laughs> right. I'll find somebody else. And uh, ultimately, the distributor who did release it ended up fucking him over because 
the movie wasn't originally titled Night of the Living Dead. It was titled fucking if I remember, but it's it was like Night of the Flesh Eaters or some fucking shit like that. Mm. And the distributor was like, we gotta fucking change that. And so they changed it to Night of the Living Dead. But when they changed it, back in those days, the copyright was on the title card. Mm. And that was like, if you didn't have that, shit wasn't copyrighted. Mm. And so when they changed the title card, it, they forgot to fucking put the, the copyright back on. And so then that's how this that's movie public became domain. public domain. Because, okay. mm. because there was no, uh, no copyright. copyright on it. That's weird. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know how much actual money that George Romero, like, made off of this movie. Like, I don't know how uh, how it worked out, but I know that um, for the rest of his life, he was kind of, <laughs> like, looking for funding constantly. So yeah. I would imagine that he kind of got fucked over. But Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's weird. I was wondering, how, that seems really strange. I wonder how... Yeah, yeah, it's uh, just a was, fluke, you know. Would have held things. up in a court if it had gone to, if it did go through any kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they tried whatever they could to yeah, figure it out. But I mean, my understanding of it of copyright is that if if you made it, it's copyrighted. The the actual formal legal procedure is just that it's a formality, and that if you yeah. can prove that you created this in whatever year you have that copy right it's not it, it doesn't need to be stated and, well maybe that's and how maybe it that's was something that changed now or something, yeah i don't know i don't know but that's that's how i've understood copyright there's a i know with uh books there's something called the like poor man's copyright which is where you mail, mail yourself, yourself the manuscript right and then you have the postmark date and if you leave that sealed you can just bring that into court and be like, I have it right here. Right. This is dated by official yeah. post office, verifiable, unopened, and you pop it open in court and there it is. There's I I had it in this year. I, it's yeah. mine, you know. I don't know if that holds up in court. Yeah, but, I don't know. But, I know that's uh, a thing that people do, but Right. It is a thing people do and, and I like it on a on a principle. It seems like, yeah, fuck yeah. Because <laughs> um, copyrighting stuff is is expensive, but but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, it's so. in the public domain. It remains in the public domain. The uh, the the new restoration that's on this Criterion release um, is copyrighted, though. So so no, mm -hmm. you know, you won't see this restoration on public domain copies or anything, right? Like that. Yeah, that's but, like uh, there's there's other weird like with books and things like a translation can be copyrighted so even yeah. if the book is public domain this specific rendition of it in your language might be uh copyrighted to the translator huh. that makes sense i guess so it's kind of there's some weird stuff like that so yeah so sometimes really old books if they might be in the public domain but if you want the free version it's some translation from like 1910 where the language uh, is all yeah, fucking that's weird that's and, true yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff like that with Lovecraft where right. it's like public domain, so, you know, Amazon has like 10,000 <laughs> fucking varied versions of the complete works on, right. you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> but, um, 
What the fuck was I going to say? Oh, God damn it. That's what I was going to say. It's it's influential in in how it, you know, presents its characters. It's influential in that it creates the modern zombie and that things, uh, you know, it, it continues to right. this day. You know, most, even people who, like, like you had never seen a Romero movie before, but like the idea of the zombie and all that stuff, you know, you know right. the it's basics and all so that stuff. Culturally assimilated. Right. And so like this is where it, it all started and at this time. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is that in addition to that, it's kind of like the birth of modern horror movies because there was a like the gore in this movie it doesn't like it's not really that much but for it's, 68 american yeah. movies it's a lot yeah it's it's very visceral even with yeah. what little it has it really uses it does, that to yeah. uh, it, strong effect it, it, it does <laughs> the little goes a long way for it it does it does and uh like you just didn't see stuff like that in American movies at that mm-hmm. time. And I was reading something about it where like there was no ratings board at that time it, that came in maybe 69 or 70 or something, probably at some level in response to this movie. But when it first started playing, they, they just had it <laughs> like with all the other horror movies in mm-hmm. the fucking double feature or whatever. And, like kids just could walk in and watch it because who gives a fuck and then they were like traumatized because this movie is way more hardcore than than the traditional horror movie at the time right coming out of america there was like the hammer stuff is pretty i don't know that it's more gory than this but it's definitely gory and they're in color so it's like Mm -hmm. it's very i don't know it's affecting and Shaw Brothers stuff has tons of gore. (laughs) (laughs) We got beheadings and all kinds of fucking dismemberment and shit by 68. Right. But none of that was in America. Yeah. And from what I've seen of like Hong Kong gore and stuff, it's not the kind of gore you get in this movie where. No. Well, yeah. No, not like this. Like you're seeing like somebody running around with entrails dangling like that. Right. It's like, it's gory because there's like blood spattering everywhere. Somebody loses an arm and you got a little mannequin arm yeah, lying yeah, on the yeah. ground or something, but it's not like this really kind of, there's an attempt at realism to the gore here that there is, is kind of absent in a lot of other older stuff like that. Right. And I don't know about other, other movies where there's like fucking guts and shit. <laughs> But uh, as far as I know, Romero was pretty hardcore. Where like those those are actual guts, oh, mm. <laughs> like uh, fucking pig guts or some shit like that. Right. I know in there's a scene in Day of the Dead where that's the third one. There's a big I don't want to like say what it is, but it, there's a big guts scene, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I know. Th- I know those were uh, pig guts, but and there's a ton of shit in Dawn of the Dead too with guts, but <laughs> <laughs> but here, yeah, it's just a little bit, but 
but at the time, kind of a big deal with the gore. Um, and the the general sort of structure of it where, like, because like, usually in a horror movie, it, in an American horror movie, everybody doesn't fucking die. <laughs> like, it's not like, and it's and it's not formulaic here like it is in a lot of other movies where it's just like, okay, this guy decided to he was gonna do some dumb shit and then he's dead and then now we move on to the next person and it's fairly organic here right and you can still see that bones of the genre going on like it it feels very much a part of that genre it is but i i feel like it kind of starts here like this is what everybody is copying right um there's obviously things before this where people are stuck somewhere and like fighting an outside source. Um, the one that is like the big one is Rio Bravo, this Western where mm-hmm. John Wayne is like stuck in the, he's like a sheriff and he's stuck inside the fucking sheriff thing and all these fucking bandits are trying to get inside and, Mm-hmm. and kill him and then uh john carpenter remade it in the 70s assault on precinct 13 where where it's basically all these cops are holed up in the in the precinct and like cholos <laughs> are coming out <laughs> and so he was inspired by uh night of the living dead and rio bravo mm. and so it becomes like cholos. Okay. All right. <laughs> i did not know what precinct 13 was about i kept uh yeah. Whenever I see it, I just see this precinct number thing, and it just immediately makes me think of District Nine, and I'm like, "That's not the same film at oh, all." But God, no, <laughs> it's like, no. just structurally, the title, yeah, 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 <laughs> just reminds me of it. No, it's basically like a Night of the Living Dead sort of situation mm-hmm. where people are stuck, yeah, but they have to fight off uh, cholos in that one. That's a dope movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, like fucking so, like it's it just the basics of of the the sort of structure of a modern horror movie, right? And the it's very much there. Like watching this, it it watches very much like a modern kind of a horror movie in terms of its structure and setup and right. what it's doing. And like I don't, I can't think of any horror movie that's kind of similar. I mean, there's other things in locations where like, I don't know. I yeah. can't, I mean, in, in that sense, it's like, it just doesn't feel like an old movie in that. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it, it just, I don't feel like, Oh, I'm watching some, you know, and partially that's because we have Dwayne Jones as this main character. Right. Where it's, it's, yeah. And he's awesome. And yeah, you know, just, and partially just that it's doing the things that modern horror movies have. Right copied from it but it just it <laughs> right, feels right. like and so i'm watching i'm like yeah this this doesn't even feel like i watch you know watch a movie from that time it generally feels older in some sense yeah and, well and and part of that is because it's low budget so because like in a studio movie they have the artifice of the studio like built up and it right the, the actual reality of things gets sort of you know pushed to the side and it's more of a movie but whereas mm-hmm. like this is literally just some dudes with cameras that decided to make a movie and like 
the people in the movie, like most, not everybody, but a good amount of the people in the movie are like, oh, this guy is the producer and this other guy (laughs) is doing this. And, you know, like they were a a very small crew with, you know, a limited amount of money. and, Mm -hmm. And that's what I like about low budget movies, specifically horror movies where you get a real flavor of things. Um, and like this, Romero is a native of Pittsburgh, and so this is all shot around there with people from around there. And mm-hmm. I don't know that you'd get a sense of Pittsburgh, but it's a. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say, but there's a there's a subgenre of of horror low budget horror movies called regional horror movies that are mm-hmm. things that were shot outside of Hollywood independently. So like you know, some dude in Texas decided to make a movie and so it has like a flavor that's completely different than anything else really. It's just right. like, oh, this is a fucking Texas movie. Like I can feel mm-hmm. this dude is from Texas. <laughs> and so I don't know that I feel the Pittsburgh, but Right. I know that he is all about Pittsburgh and like all of his movies are shot there and like mm. he was a uh, you know very very much uh, in love with his city and his area and stuff. Mm. So yeah, but like the I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's such a it's such a big movie and I know like I I want to say great things about it but I just keep coming back to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, was there a particular reason for being in black and white, do you know? Or was it just, yes, we there had is a black region. and white film and that's what we had? <laughs> the reason is that black and white film is cheaper. Okay. It's cheaper <clears throat> to buy, it's cheaper to develop, it's cheaper just all the way around. Okay. Um, what I, I thought this was 16 millimeter for basically forever but i just found out that it was uh 35 so that's a considerable uh jump in cost so yeah but um they shot a 35 black and white and and i i don't know that i couldn't tell you how many movies were in black and white in 68 but i know that it wasn't like a lot a lot i mean like almost everything was color by that point yeah, I kind of figured. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a unique thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously other things in black and white, but right. But uh, yeah, it's just a just a budget choice. <laughs> Did you find that the black and white uh, was uh, a good thing or a bad thing? No, and it wasn't a bad thing, so. Do you have a? I don't know if it improved the situation any, but it was. Yeah. You don't. Do you have an aversion to black and white like some no. people do? I don't no, see you as being so. that way, but. It doesn't bug me or anything. I mean, when somebody just goes, "Oh, I'm going to be in black and white because that makes it something," yeah, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but. <laughs> black and white's dope. But, it's. Uh, I, mean, I love it. 
I can uh, I can see it being used in just a very kind of pretentious way of just oh I'm going be. to be artsy and it'll it, be in black yeah. and white and it will <laughs> it could be it could be like, George Romero is like the farthest from that possible though <laughs> right. he is I mean he died a few years ago but but uh, he was like such a like if you watch interviews or whatever he just seems like such a fucking down to earth like. <laughs> just awesome dude yeah i i can't imagine the guy who made this film being like some kind of uh art house like like, now this is more of a no more of a peter jackson i want to make something cool yeah no he's awesome he's awesome i feel bad because he was always like looking for money and and Mm. it got to the point like because he gets pigeonholed as like oh he makes the zombie movies but I know, at least towards the end of his career, like the last three movies that he made are zombie movies. And I know that he said, like, I have other things that I want to do, but nobody will give me money for anything but a zombie movie. <laughs> so I guess I'm making zombie movies. And so yeah. I feel bad for him because it's like he's a really good filmmaker. And yeah, it's kind of get pigeonholes. I say, and there mentioned a few other movies he had made, around, yeah, like in that era, era that were more dramas or something that were more uh, not the zombie, yeah. Well, because film that he got pigeonholed into. But. The next, the next one, Dawn of the Dead, is seventy eight. So that's a whole ten years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and in between those, yeah, he made a number of of movies. The only one I've actually seen. Is the one that was closest to Dawn, and it's called Martin, and it's like uh, it's a vampire movie, but <laughs> it's like so so weird, and it's such a weird fucking movie hmm. uh, in a good way. Very unique sort of vampire tale. Um, but yeah, the other movies that he made, there was uh, like a romantic comedy, a sort of witch drama thing and uh kind of like a sci-fi sort of virus epidemic movie or something mm-hmm. but uh yeah i haven't seen those so i can't can't speak to them mm-hmm. um yeah he he he's cool i like him <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> so you seem to have liked it yeah it was alright just alright yeah, I, don't, I don't think I was like in love with it but yeah it, it was uh didn't blow your mind right and I mean to some degree it's like this genre has been so ingrained into yeah. culture now it kind of it's never really going to have that impact that it had at the time it came out again. Right, because, like, you know all the shit now. Yeah, because, like I said, like, it felt very much like a modern movie. And so, like, this whole way through the movie, I'm, like, parsing out different possible branches the story could go down. Right. And so, and then just something happens, and I eliminate a branch there. Like, oh, well, I guess they're not going that route. And Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, like... uh, like towards the ending where it was like oh okay i wonder like who's gonna live through that you've basically got nobody lives 
just the main character lives or maybe him and Barbara live. And yeah. like, that's kind of what I parted on to like, it's probably going to be one of those three endings of, and turned out to be nobody, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and just kind of because that genre is such a big thing in horror movies now that approach to things, it's just kind of like, right. it feels like, Oh, it's going down this path that we know very well, but and you can lose sight of the fact that it was the one that created that path. <laughs> right. Right. And that's yeah, that's a that's that's uh that's the whole thing. I mean, it fucking Right. And it's It's hard to watch it without thinking about what you, you know, know already, but Right. within and the context, I mean, it's just such a fucking dope movie. <laughs> I mean, I love it anyway. I don't give a fuck, but Right, I mean it's it's clearly very well put together and like, yeah, and this is his first movie too. Oh, is it? Yeah, debut fucking feature. <laughs> Popped right out of the gate with, with one of the the most uh, successful independent low budget movies in fucking history. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, crazy. And you would think that 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 would give him some fucking uh, cred to you know get some money, but yeah, you'd I, think. I feel like he was just. I mean, it might have been a thing where where he didn't want to make fucking studio movies or whatever. I, you know, he did. Right. He did eventually, like in the eighties and nineties. Mm. But um, like he made Creep Show with Stephen King and. Mm fucking dark half another stephen king movie and i don't know he made a few in that you know little period there but hmm. but yeah i don't know he might have just wanted to stay independent and then just didn't get any money i don't know possibly but uh yeah right, uh, it doesn't have massive pacing issues which is what i usually get yeah annoyed with in horror movies of and there are the scenes of oh the zombies are coming but it's not like i don't know it's not it's just, pretty minimal in this movie though yeah it just it does a quick shot of it just basically just an establishing shot and then you're back to what the characters are actually doing and right it's not uh yeah it doesn't some... overstay those scenes they're not it's not trying to hit you over the head with that on like, Oh my God, look, it's a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> well, and in the, in this movie, there's not a lot. I mean, they're, they're just kind of dudes walking around or whatever. You right. Know, it's not a big it's, it's, makeup situation for most of them. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, and there's no real reason. I did kind of notice that where like, especially early on, they don't look like zombies per se. They're just kind of like haggard, like tired looking people but right and part of that is the budget because they they decided right. that that i read a thing where they said uh we made a point like these are recently deceased people only <laughs> because we don't have the money to like do you know major effects and stuff and right. i mean even at that time like effects as we know it wasn't really a thing like makeup effects to that to the level of like creating fucking living zombies and shit like right i don't know they just didn't do shit like yeah. that but it does seem to amp up later in the film where there's more of a uh, yeah for like, sure and it was kind of like this 
I kind of feel like it was almost like a slow reveal. Yeah. Of that, like at first you just don't know what's going on, and then as the right. film builds, you uh, find out that oh, they're dead people, and it's like right. Yeah, it does trickle that information. It does, yeah. Except for the fact that the title is Night of the Living Dead, so you kind of already uh, go into it with the assumption that you know it's, yes, it's kind of impossible. You do to, have an idea of that, yeah. But then you mentioned that that was a changed title, and that maybe um, so maybe the original title was a bit more uh, vague. Yeah, I know that there's... I don't know... I know at some point it was called Night of Anubis. Mm. <laughs> or Anubis, or however you say the, uh, the, uh, the the fucking Egyptian god. Right. Um, which would make it more... Yeah, you know, that would what be... What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, and especially like, at the time when nobody knows. Like, this genre doesn't exist yet. And people right. are like, Night of Anubis, I don't know, some horror movie, and then, like... Oh, there's crazy people attacking. Right, right. You know, at that point, it could have been, you know, anything from alien possession to just homicidal lunatic, and <laughs> so I can see it like building up to this conclusion that you might not understand. Much, the... much like uh, zombies. Yeah. It's a, they're 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 coming. Mm-hmm. They're slow, and uh, but eventually. There's a lot of them. <laughs> and so like that, the, you know, the movie sort of <laughs> slowly works its way like a zombie. <laughs> yeah, it, it does, but, well, but not too slowly. It kind of... No, it doesn't no feel, I don't think it's slow at all. I think no, it, it, it doesn't feel solid. like it's slow-paced. It's always building, so it, yeah. it never feels like it's just sitting there doing nothing. And so you weren't bored at all, or just a little bit? You know, I don't think I was bored at all. all right. I wasn't like excited for anything that was happening. Right. It wasn't like this point of oh, well, they just get on with it. I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, I see where this. Is. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, that's so that's, that's something for George Romero there. Yeah, <laughs> he made a uh, horror movie that I didn't think was just oh, come on, get on with it. Yeah. Which is, did you did you uh, expect that you might uh, feel that way? Um. I don't know. I don't think I had too much expectation for it. I tried not to like think, oh, it's going to be this or something. But, right. You don't want to go in thinking, this is the greatest movie ever. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of had the feeling like, well, it's classic. It's probably a classic for a reason. And, yeah, yeah. And I mostly, I think my disconnect from it is just that it's just not a genre that I particularly care about in any right. deep way so it's just oh. horror or zombies or both um, kind of both i guess i mean oh man but i kind of consider zombies a part of horror but i mean they are obviously yeah. but but uh that's like a subset of horror yeah i mean but man the, the concept of zombies doesn't uh especially intrigue me or doesn't really make me think oh that's just dumb it's a zombie thing or whatever it's just huh it's one of the tools in the box i guess man but zombies though. <laughs> i don't know i i don't know i feel like if you saw dawn of the dead you would become a, a fan but <laughs> a fan of the zombie but i don't know i know like george romero wasn't even like too keen on zombies i mean he made these movies but his goal was more like to make a movie and not so much like he didn't care about the zombies so much they were just a mm-hmm. thing that was in the movie yeah, they were 
the tool to drive the story, yeah. not yeah. the story itself. Like as much as this movie, it seemed like he he says that uh, like they did the casting and he wasn't necessarily conscious that you know he was just picking the best person and stuff. I mean, at some level, you have to know what you're doing. So right. And, and I know, like, the second movie is is very much obviously, like, a social commentary thing, as is the third one. And mm-hmm. so I feel like at some level, he knew what he was doing, right. especially with <clears throat> the ending being the way that it is. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. It's very much, like, <coughs> a social commentary thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that is the, the, the thing that George Romero was really super into, like, the zombies, whatever, but... yeah. It's it's kind of funny because that was kind of what I was thinking in a way the ending would be is oh really yeah it was like when he was down there in the cellar and then they've like the guy as soon as the cop said like it it made it clear that the cops were actually going to investigate that house I'm like oh what if they like find him and just shoot him and think he's a zombie <laughs> oh man <laughs> and then I'm like oh shit that's what they did <laughs> it's so fucked up though. but yeah I'm surprised you guessed that Jesus. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, that's what's going to happen. It was just like, well, that would be an interesting twist if they did that. And then I'm like, oh, shit, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's pretty, that's rough for a fucking, I don't know, you didn't, it's just like a downbeat, depressing ending like that. I mean, it's you don't even see that shit in a lot of movies now. Like it's, <laughs> it's not like you know. I don't know. I mean, that was just like me parsing. Like, like I said, I was like parsing out different branches the pe- the movie could yeah, go the yeah. whole time, and that was like, it, like prior to that, it was just kind of like, oh well, well, oh she mentioned her brother's keys to the car. Maybe they'll like pull. Like maybe he'll like. Yeah, I did predict him up, showing yeah. up as a zombie. I'm like, oh, maybe he'll show up as a zombie. And they'll, like, find his keys and go, oh, we can get to his car and run out. And maybe, maybe that'll be, like, the escape attempt uh, yeah, yeah. again or something. And they didn't go that way. But it that was something I thought might uh, happen as soon as uh, she brought up the keys. Yeah, because like, she oh. was, is talking about those keys a lot. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think right at the beginning of the movie i kind of had a feeling we'd see him come back as a zombie and later on and yeah freak her out later but yeah he was recently deceased so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i was actually thinking that she herself might just be a zombie because okay like i don't i mean, i guess she wasn't bitten but it was kind of like she had been attacked by the zombies. I was like, oh, maybe she got infected too. Cause, and I thought that at the moment when the other woman comes out and lights a cigarette. Yeah. And she just stares at it like, oh. <laughs> it was just like, and it mentioned like, because it's already established by that point when he goes out there with the torch and lights the rug on fire or whatever. Yeah. And the, that they're afraid of fire. Right. And then it looked like uh, she was okay. afraid of this. I'm like, oh, maybe she's becoming a zombie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But then they went for the uh, the little girl, and, yeah, which was basically the same thing I was thinking, but to a different character. But right, yeah, she's just kind of goes nuts, like in shock. She's right, and, and it, uh, it just seemed kind of strange to me that that would set her off, that that would be a trigger for her. Yeah, for some reason she's kind of like a mental zombie. Yeah, it it didn't really like establish fire or matches or cigarettes or something as something specific to her situation like something that she specifically had a yeah 
emotional feeling towards or something. So when it happened, I just immediately just mentally linked it to the <laughs> other big thing fire was in the yeah, movie, yeah, which yeah. was to scare off zombies. And <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe that's where it's going. So I mean, I was just the whole movie. I was just constantly thinking like it could go this way. It could go this way. It could do right. this. And so I wonder, I mean, cause it, you know, your mind was active doing all this stuff. I wonder if you watched it again, would it be boring the second time? Because May- you know maybe, where it's cause, going. Because there is something about this film that it's... And I think this probably plays into all of the, the social commentary and how this affected people at the time, is that it's... It is a fast-paced movie, more or less, and that it just it's constantly going. It's constantly yeah. doing things. But it isn't so fast that you don't think about it. It does... That's true. It yeah. has enough time that you're you're processing the events and thinking about them. Right. So that kind of also just forces this kind of introspection on what it's doing and what's going on that makes yeah. you think about the obvious elephant in the room things like it's <laughs> right, got a right. black main character who just punched a white girl. <laughs> right, right. So there's it winds up being a very introspective and thoughtful movie, but more like it like it enforces that onto the audience in a way that uh, right because yeah the actual the movie itself doesn't yeah pose these things it's just that it innately has these things built into it right and then gives you just enough time to contemplate them and think them through <laughs> <laughs> so it just kind of i don't know just the way it's structured it uh, encourages thought which that's yeah i think is perhaps what i like the most about it is that it just kind of naturally makes you think about what it's doing and yeah it's doing it is it's very natural it's 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 uh and that's what i mean like with the with the documentary style touches where it's like a lot of it is handheld and so it's like putting you in the in the moments Mm -hmm. with those characters And, and it also kind of echoes the i mean they're watching stuff on tv but like at the time they were showing newsreels on TV of Vietnam and it was like, right. <laughs> you know, gory shit or whatever. But a lot of that was like black and white footage like this. Mm, right. Yeah. And so it kind of echoes that sort that, of being within a, a fucked up situation. And, and you can kind of put on whatever social commentary you want of like the people and the outside and, you know, However, you want to see that. I've seen a lot of different readings of of uh, the thing, you know, the whatever you want to see zombies mm-hmm. as capitalists or right, <laughs> you know, whatever right. you, you know, want. To... Oddly, I've thought this was like one of the biggest strengths of X Men. Yeah, is that the mutant stands in for whatever you want it to be, religion or race or yeah. sexual orientation, anything. It can cover any of that and right. be a symbol for whatever you feel like it should be a symbol for. Yeah, yeah, and, and that is kind of what this movie does. Is for sure, yeah. That's why it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <it> can... <laughs> yeah. You can really, I mean, obvious. The obvious one is like racism and stuff, and it, because of the. Uh, black main character and right what ultimately happens to him but but yeah i mean and even the way that he interacts with 
with uh, Cellar Dude, whatever his fucking name was. <laughs> yeah, Cellar Dude. <laughs> I mean, like, because they don't ever talk about race, but, but you don't know. I mean, because obviously uh, that dude's an asshole. Right. <laughs> That's clear. And he's also a coward who is all talk. And so that's clear, but is there an element of, of racism going on there too? Right. It's never... Does he not want to uh, stay in the house itself because that guy is there? You know, yeah, you can perhaps. read and it like, that way. Yeah, and like the opening the door thing where right. he doesn't open the door for him. It could be just a way to... An, a coward's way to become the, the alpha... <laughs> Because, oh, we just let this guy die and then I can be in control. Right, right. But is there an element of racism, too? It's up to, you know, whatever you... If it if you want it to be there, it can be there. Or right. not, you know, it's all unspoken. And it's, it's such a strength of a movie. Like, ambiguity is such, like, the, the fucking art a movie that that elevates to art should have some kind of level of ambiguity because it allows people to talk about it and right stuff like that uh, it's good stuff mm -hmm. and with the black main character you've got like black people can go see it they see themselves on screen they're not objectified in any way they're just like you know right and so i feel like that's a big reason why it was as successful as it is because it just kind of presents these characters and kind of everybody can go see it and and even like women there's the 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 coward guy the fucking his wife is very strong and and a uh, good character right and, right and i would say the other guy's girlfriend is not exactly uh just a <laughs> i mean she jumps is like no i'm going with him <laughs> like <laughs> right yeah i mean she does it kind of out of fear and sort of she's kind of a like I see her as in between. Yeah, she's kind of there's that spectrum. And, yeah, and, and she's kind of got like Barbara that, solidly yeah. crazy, the wife solid <laughs> and stoic, and then yeah, the other girl is sort of both of those in right. one. <laughs> right. Like yeah, she seems more like not so much crazy as she is. She's not really thinking. Right. Like she no, just, just hang back. <laughs> she's just acting on instinct. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it's so. It, it just, it's like, fuck, they could have done this. <laughs> they could have made it, you know? The, right. The, the, the fucking, the truck didn't have to blow up, you know? They could have, they could have done it if the fucking plan, the plan was a good plan. <laughs> I just, uh, right, right. I want to see them, you know, I want to see them make it out, you know? Yeah, there, there was <laughs> a bit in there where I was like, oh man, they're going to go to this shelter and then it's going to just be it's going to like expand from there. That oh, there's yeah. going to be like, a, and in retrospect with the thinking of it as a low budget movie, obviously they weren't going right, to go right. to a completely different set and have a completely different <laughs> right, you know, right. area to go to. But it was just kind of like, Oh, that would be an interesting, uh, like now we're at this shelter, but what's going on there? And yeah. With everybody trying to get in. Right. And that's kind of like where the genre expands because this thing is it presents this widespread apocalypse sort of what the fuck is happening dead people are returning but it's a very localized sort of thing in this right. one house and that's why the the genre continues to 
to you know more movies and more zombies and here's zombies this and zombies and games and this fuck you know it's just everywhere because it's so endlessly sort of you can just vary uh in endless variations mm-hmm. because uh, yeah it's a it's fucking world of zombies <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised you don't you just you're just kind of indifferent on zombies that's yeah, like, what the fuck just... man they're just uh, any other monster. That's... Zombies, though. But the zombies are fucking, like, <laughs> biting your flesh and shit. I don't know. It's... Yeah, so is a rabid dog. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's not the same. It's not the same. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's got its own flavor to it. But it's, yeah. uh, it's still just, uh, it, it, it's the monster of, you know, it's... It is, but, like, It fits I don't its know. purpose. But... There's such, like, a... In zombie movies, it's there's it's such like a, a thing where, and I know it's like a popular thing now where people are preparing for the fucking apocalypse like dumbasses. But but uh, I always found that zombie movies, like when I was a kid, you think like, well, what the fuck would I do? You know, like, <laughs> oh man, like if you know, like like they don't know that their kid is gonna gonna become a zombie, but like. In other movies, there's situations where, like, okay, we know the rules and we know that this guy is going to become a zombie. And, like, what if he was, like, oh, shit, it's my brother. And he's, like, he's becoming a zombie. Like, what the fuck would I do, you know? Like, I mean, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it makes you think about who you are as a person. and Like, what the fuck you would do when the shit goes down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just, I love that about fucking zombies as a as a an idea yeah it uh, reveals character yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's cool that doesn't you're not intrigued by that at all yeah, i mean that's it's a little bit it's, it's totally a perfectly functional you know, device <laughs> to use to do that I, don't, <laughs> I mean i see it more in terms of a functionality and not just like a, oh i love this i don't, I don't know it's just <laughs> there it works. Go for it. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I mean, in general, I guess that's uh, how I feel about the mo- this movie. Like it, it works. It does what it's trying to do. It's functional, but it doesn't uh, get under my skin or into. You're not scared. Nah, it's just. Uh, it told its story and it told it pretty well. And if I were more of a horror fan, I'm sure I would uh, love it a lot more. But. Yeah. This one, I mean, this movie's fucking dope, but mm-hmm. like, Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is like, goddamn. <laughs> That's a fucking movie. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's better just that, I mean, I would rather watch it, but I don't know if it's better in terms of, like, this obviously night was the one that that uh, started it all and had this cultural impact, and I don't know that Dawn had an impact quite like that, but, but um, I mean, it did. It definitely had 
an impact. Mm-hmm. The the Italian film industry <laughs> had a field day making s- fucking unofficial sequels to Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad that uh, I I I don't know I watched this movie and I was just like, this is awesome. But <laughs> man, I bet Stephen is bored out of his fucking mind. Because <laughs> I don't know, like I just I I know it pretty well already. I'm uh, and just it, I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, this guy's like I don't know. He's kind of slowly walking around. <laughs> so I'm I'm surprised pleasantly surprised that you're yeah. not uh, I thought you'd be kind of down on this movie yeah not so much I'm not super elated but I can so the question I can appreciate it as a yeah well that's yeah. good I, 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 I like that it's a movie to be appreciated yeah and the zombies I, I just I don't know it still bothers me that you don't like zombies <laughs> Or that you're indifferent, because it seems, seems like, goddamn zombies, though. <laughs> They're so dope. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so the question is, would you watch it again? Yeah, I suppose someday I'd, I'd be down to see it again, and uh, maybe uh, let some memories fade. So it's, Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I don't mean, like, tomorrow or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder... Uh, yeah, I don't know how much I would enjoy it another time if if it uh knowing it yeah might ruin it or not. I don't know. I I mean, personally, I've seen it I don't know how many fucking times. Uh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's dope every time. It's not like I watch it all the fucking time though, so right. It's uh you know, it's it remains fairly fresh. So yeah, well that's good. You, you you're not uh, opposed to a rewatch. <laughs> that it's got to count for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this one was uh, this one was all right. It was pretty good. All right. Well, yeah, I can I can see why it is held up as this uh, pillar of great horror movies. Yeah, it's it's one of the best. Especially from that era, it's just like fucking yeah. a man. It's a dope movie. So uh, I don't know, any other any other things hmm. about uh, zombies or Night of the Living Dead or anything like that. Hmm. Yeah, not really. All right. Well, <laughs> we will shamble off into the the darkness like a pair of zombies. And uh, say adios. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, See ya. (laughs) 